0: What's up, my friends? It's Davin, and this is another episode of The Sound of You. And speaking of you, (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. I really appreciate you joining me for this conversation around all things voice. Now, if you've been hanging around the podcast for a while, you might know that I often ask you to give me... Questions, topics that you want me to cover here on the podcast, because I really look at this as a conversation. I want to make sure that I'm sharing on things that feel relevant to you and your voice journey. I want this to be not only a gathering place, but a place for practical information so that you can feel like you're growing. And in this episode, I have the privilege of offering you some insights based on a question from one of you. Specifically, this is from my girl, Leilani, who is a client of mine and is going to be joining me for my virtual group voice coaching program called Free Your Voice, Free Your Life, which kicks off April 22nd, which is officially sold out now. So if you were interested in that, apologies, but we're going to get a wait list going for the fall cohort of that Um, Anyways, back to Leilani. She sent me an email and she said, Davin, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what it means to know you're making progress on your voice journey. And this is a really important question because in order to really feel like we are making the appropriate steps, we have to know what are the guideposts along the way. So I'm gonna unpack that with you further here today. And I think that you'll find it pretty practical, pretty rich, pretty useful. But before I do, I wanted to remind you that you can always connect with me. You can send me an email, davin at davinyungsvoice.com. You can join me, follow me, find me on my website, davinyungsvoice.com. You can find me on Instagram at Young's. And uh, if you like this podcast, will you do me a solid and leave a review? I know it's easy to hear podcasters say that and just think you'll get to it eventually, but I could really use your help in spreading the gospel around what it is that I'm trying to do here with The Voice. Those reviews, they really help encourage others to listen. They also appease the algorithmic gods. (laughs) So if you would do that for me, I would be ever so grateful. Also, if you like the episode forward it to someone, especially someone else who might be a singer or might be into all things voice. Um, And finally, tell me what you think. If you want to, please connect with me. Send me a DM. Send me an email. Tell me how this lands. Tell me if I missed anything. Complain if you want. It's okay. (laughs) Okay. With all of that said, let's get to today's episode. How do you know that you're making progress on your voice journey? Tia. <laughs> I was thinking recently that I should trademark voice journey because I don't I don't know if anyone else uses it, particularly like I do. But when I say it, I think you probably know what it is that I'm talking about. You know about this path of exploration when it comes to your voice and what I think is so cool about this path, the voice journey path, is that it happens to travel right alongside your life's path, your life's journey path, and right alongside your spiritual journey and your emotional journey and your psychological journey, and just like the whole of all of the paths that you can take pointing toward the freest, the most fully expressed version of yourself. Okay, Now, the thing about this path or these paths is that there is indeed a path, and it is my hope in this episode to share with you some of the clear markers to remind you that you are on a path, that you are in fact on a path and that there are signs, and I want you to walk away from here really feeling like you have some solid stuff to know where it is that you're going. But after I give you those things, I also want to remind you that you have no idea where this path ends and that there are going to be times where you are like, I have to be on the wrong path. This can't be it. This path is covered. This path is dark. This path is slippery. This path is curvy and confusing. And then you just bump into one of my signs that I gave you. This path is like any path. It is not straight ahead. It is not linear. And I hope to give you the confidence with which to travel this path exactly as it is and travel it exactly how you are, because this is your path toward growth. Okay, so starting with the more technical aspects of your voice, I want to give you some really specific things to think about what it means to get better at singing, to really grow into your voice. And I was thinking that maybe a way to do this is actually let you in my mind when I'm doing like a first session with someone, when I'm listening to their voice. What are the things that I'm noticing Now, some stuff is really, really difficult to notice on your own, which is why it's so important to have some type of outside feedback, someone telling you something about what they hear, what they notice, what they see. But there are clear markers that both you and I can notice when we think about how your voice works or how it functions. Now, you might want just a little bit of technical context. And if so, go back to the episode called To Know the Sound is to Make the Sound. It was released on January 30th, 2023, in which I break down some of the more nuanced elements of how it is that your voice works. But in light of that, let me start by just saying the very first thing that I'm listening for and noticing is what... Is called vocal register. So specifically, this refers to how your vocal cords close. Now, there are two types of predominant sounds that you potentially could make that would tell me about your success in coordinating. Your voice. And the first sound is referred to as chest register or chest voice. And the second sound is referred to as head register or head voice. And I'm not giving those to you in any particular order. They are are sort of two halves to a whole. But when I listen to someone sing and I take them through some scales and exercises that reveal a bit about their voice, and I hear whether they have a chest voice, whether they can get the chest voice to work at all or whether they have a head voice, whether there's a functioning head register sound that they can make. I have a whole lot of information. Now, most people do have both of these sounds, but most people also tend to have more freedom and ease in one area over the other. The thing that's so magical about this information that we can gather from chest voice and head voice is it tells us so 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 much about the voice i've often thought that the ability to be able to hear register well is to be able to get to the essence of someone's voice quickly you can't necessarily predict their future but you can know a lot (laughs) a lot not only about their voice But about their life. And you can easily and quickly tap into some themes that a lot of people um, experience or exhibit when they show these sort of truths about how their voice works. Okay, so I'm listening for chest register and head register. And then the third registration, which again, I outlined this in that previous episode. To know the sound is to make the sound. But the third registration is called mix, and that is how the chest register and head register work together. Okay, so right now. Knowing that, just out of curiosity, do you know whether you have a chest register or a head register? And do you know whether you can mix the two? I'm not going to tell you anything about figuring that out. I'm just going to lay that down for you as one of our first guideposts on the path. The ability to make chest register sounds clearly, freely, and easily. The ability to make head register sounds clearly, freely, and easily. And the ability to mix the two. Which is where things get really tricky, quite honestly, but that's where most songs ask us to go. Now, it doesn't matter who you are. This is true of me. It's true of every singer that I've worked with. You struggle in one of those areas of your voice. You might struggle in two of those areas of your voice. You might struggle in all three of those areas, but chances are there's one area that you feel most confident in and your journey begins by knowing that. That's the very, that's like the path, the entry point on your path when it comes to really understanding your voice. And so if you want to know whether you're making progress, one of the clear Straight ahead ways to know that is to gauge where it is that you find difficulty in your voice, registrationally speaking, chest, head, mix, and through guidance, through utilizing the right exercises. Is this getting better? (laughs) Is it getting easier? Am I able to make these sounds more clearly? Do they come out of me with less struggle? Can I wake them up more easily or do they feel stuck? Am I even able to phonate? Am I able to make a sound in this area of my voice? Okay. That right there is at the heart of the journey. And I have to tell you that the path for the rest of your life has to do with keeping that in balance. It is very much the case for me with my own voice and for everyone I work with professional singers, beginning singers. It's about bringing this register component, how it is that your vocal cords close back to balance, making sure that all three of those areas of your voice are functioning freely. So if you don't listen to any more of the podcast, but you just listen to that, you're on, you're in a really good place. <laughs> you're at least on the right path. But from there, and again, everything sort of cascades from there, everything is connected To that. Everything goes back to register. But from there, I'm listening for range. Can the singer make sounds that are low in their voice? Can they make sounds that are high in their voice? Can they travel from the lowest parts of their voice to the highest parts of their voice freely and easily? Are there holes in their voice? Are there spots that just don't work? Can the singer make varying volumes in these different parts of their voice can they sing loudly and softly in their chest voice can they sing loudly and softly in their head voice can they travel from loud to soft easily as we move through their voice etc 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 so the ability to vary volume the ability to vary volume if i can make different types of sounds and I can sing at different volumes, I can then start to communicate. I can start to communicate what it is that I'm feeling more easily. Because this is what we do with our voice, right? In order to be really expressive when I'm talking, I need for my voice to be able to go from a very low place all the way to a very high place, especially if I'm excited. And when I really wanna get angry, I need to be able to make volume. And when I really, really want to get angry, (laughs) I need to get really quiet. Mm -hmm. Variation is the essence of being able to express yourself freely and dynamically. And whenever a part of the voice isn't working well, the sensation, the experience will simply be that of stuckness, of feeling stuck, like you can't get your voice to go where it is that you want to go. Okay, so does this person, can they make different sounds in different registers? Can they sing from low to high in their voice? Can they use varying volumes throughout? Then from there, can this person sustain varied vowel shapes in varied parts of their voice? Can they sing eh, 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 ah, throughout the whole thing? Because some vowels are harder in some parts of your voice some vowels are easier in other parts of your voice but the thing about songs is they rarely care about that it actually used to be the case that composers had a sense of this i mean definitely if you look the at the american songbook um you can hear songs that really cater to the highest notes being on words that opened up to vowels that were lovely to sing in that place in that space but most contemporary music doesn't give a shit <laughs> one of my favorite examples of this is the sea song chandelier i want to swing from the chandelier chandelier that top vowel awful, like the worst, worst vowel to sing on that note. And you hear it when everyone sings it. It's a struggle. But if I want to be more accomplished as a singer, I have to be able to vary the vowels in different parts of my voice. Now, I'll give you just a quick insider tip. There's this thing called vowel modification. So we can actually change the shape of the vowel a little bit to sort of replicate the sound, but that's for another time and another day. Okay, I'm gonna say them all again, you ready? Register. Can this person make the sounds in the different registers? Can this person sing from high to low in their voice? Can this person sing with varying volumes? And can they do so on varied vowel shapes, as the words require in songs? So if you want to get really technical about the progress that you're making with your voice, if you want to make sure that you're staying on the path, these are really good places to return to really, really good places to return to time and time again, because they always fall out of balance. And they, like I said, they're all interconnected. They rely upon each other. And so it's important that we check in and starting with register, going back to register is always, always, always the best place to check in to start from. Okay. Let's step out a little bit further. What is this person's posture like? How are they able to hold their body when they make sound? Because some postures are more supportive of a free and easy sound. Does this person look like they have stress and strain in their body? Stress and strain, not a friend of the voice. In fact, stress and strain are a symptom of a voice that is not well coordinated in your body. So here's another guidepost along the way. Does it feel easy in your body when you make sound? And I don't mean relax like a limp noodle. I mean, do do you feel energized, awake, and alive, and also free in your body when you make sound? And then from there is the person coordinating their breath well. Does their breath happen freely and easily? Does their breath support the sound that they're trying to make? Does the breath navigate well as they move throughout their voice from top to bottom on different shapes, different sounds, different volumes, etc., etc.? These are the more physicalized aspects, the posture And the breath. But again, these are forever guideposts that you get to return to, and they vary. Our body continues to shift and change and move. And so they vary depending on where we are in our life, let alone our voice journey. The thing about all of these really technical aspects of our voice, as much as they're essential to um, growing in, especially if you're newer on as a singer or you're trying to make a significant shift or change. These also shift and change and move as we get older as people because our body is always shifting and changing. Our voice is always shifting and changing. If you listen to recordings of me speak now at the age of 41 and you compare them to when I was younger, my voice is different now. It's lower. It has an even more sort of rich robust quality to it. And this is true of all of us. Our voices change over time because our bodies change. You are not the same set of cells that you were even just a few days ago. You're shifting and changing and moving. And so having these guideposts, so useful when you think about changing with your voice. It's so often the case that people come to me relying upon the memory of how things used to be and they miss how things really are right now and they find themselves perpetually disappointed in what's going on with their voice. In this case, I think about that person actually walking backwards all the time on their path, constantly going back and looking at the way in which the signs were then rather than the way in which the signs are revealing themselves now. Remember, the path is constantly twisting and turning and changing. And all you have to do, the only thing you have to do is keep following it and keep trusting the process of it pointing you in the direction that you're looking for, which is a direction of more freedom, more ease, more authenticity of expression. So I feel compelled to say these one more time. Grab a paper, grab a pen, put these in the notes of your phone. I don't care. Just remember them because they're solid. I stand by them. They're good. Register, listening for register, chest, head, mix. Moving throughout the range, low to high, high to low. Varying volumes, loud, soft, in various areas of the voice. Varying vowels, being able to speak, sing, sound, all different types of vowels in all of the areas of your voice. Then from there moving to the posture in the body, does it feel supportive of the sound? And finally, what's the breath like? Does the breath seem coordinated well in the body? Does it seem like it allows the singer to make the sound that they want to make? Does it seem heavy? Do you feel stuck in your breath? Um yeah. Everything, breath and breathing. So that's a pretty short list actually, but within each of those headings is a tremendous amount of nuance that we work on specifically in coaching but anytime that we're trying to make change with our voice okay but how do we know that we're getting better <laughs> so you can say to yourself like can i do these things yes yes but that's sort of abstract and real talk here i had to hit pause while i was recording this episode for you because I had to go do some coaching. I had a session I had to do and shout out to the person who I'm going to talk about, who I won't reveal their name. But what they said to me in our session was exactly, <laughs> spoke exactly to what it is that I'm trying to to say to you here. So it's pretty straight ahead. This person said to me, you know, I've been going to choir and it's been a whole lot of fun. We sing for two hours and I walk away and my voice isn't tired. And I said to this person, well, that sounds wonderful. Is that different than it was before? And they said, yes, absolutely, without a doubt. So when we talk about progress, It's as simple as you feeling better using your instrument. You being able to sing for a couple hours with your choir and not paying some ridiculous price for it. See, we all have norms in our voice, and it's important to keep track of your norm the thing that just feels most usual for you. And unfortunately, that can be the most difficult thing to track because it requires a lot of mindful awareness. You only know what you know. But one of the beautiful things about embarking upon this journey is you're quickly going to know something new. As soon as you make a new sound, you have a point of reference. But sometimes our norms become pretty skewed. Like I'll meet people who are chronically horse are chronically fatigued. And that just seems sort of normal to them when it comes to their voice. And I got to be honest with you, it's not normal. It's not normal. The baseline, the norm that we want, is that which I started out with. All of these elements of how it is that you can use your voice. The thing about coming back to balance. So making clear and easy sounds. If you're fatigued, if you're hoarse, and that's not an anomaly, that's not an outstanding situation, it means that your central point is a little bit off it's a bit skewed. It's definitely a clue that it's time to get some help. Or maybe you're just used to it feeling tight in your throat. Maybe you're used to some notes feeling like you just got to squeeze the hell out of them or push them, really go for them. Unfortunately, that too is a bit of a skewed norm. And while it might work for you for a little bit, it might be just okay. Eventually that sort of off-center point of view catches up with you. Eventually, you start to pay additional prices. Eventually, some of those other things on our checklist start to go away. You can't do those things. There's also a good chance that if some of these norms are true for you that I'm talking about, that you can't do some of those things that I mentioned earlier on to begin with anyway. If you have to push a note, if you have to squeeze it, if you have to shove it, if you have to shout it, then you definitely can't sing it quietly in that area of your voice. If you are hoarse all the time, that means that you can't make clear and easy sounds in your chest voice and your head voice and your mix. Following me here? So going back to those original guideposts is incredibly helpful to reorient you back on your path. This is how you keep making progress on your voice journey. Now, one really, really, really helpful thing to do along the way is to record yourself a lot, because if you're relying specifically on the sensations, the experiences in your body, it can be difficult to track the nuanced changes and growth. This is where having a coach, having group coaching, getting outside feedback is really, really helpful because essentially they will be able to tell you the changes that they hear. I, <laughs> I often feel like one of my primary jobs is to remind singers where they've come from, to remind them, because inevitably they're not happy where they are. <laughs> you know, I resemble those remarks. It's like, we always find this dissatisfaction because we want more, we want more growth, we want more change. But when someone says to you, do you remember how this used to be? That can be really helpful, but even more in your face is when you go back and you listen to a recording or you watch a video and you go, I used to sound like that. I looked like that when I sang. Anyone who works with me, I have them record their sessions on Zoom. And every once in a while, I'll say, hey, go back and compare this session today to a previous session. See if you can pick out the differences. See if you can really notice. Now here's one of the really tricky things in general, though, when it comes to understanding progress with your voice, when you are singing better, when you are singing with more freedom and ease, it doesn't feel like much. (laughs) Seriously, it kind of feels like nothing. And in that nothing is everything. But so often I will guide someone into an experience, a new experience of their voice that will clearly be easier in their body. The sound will be more open. They'll just be checking off all of those boxes that I named for you earlier. And I'll ask them, you know, one of my first questions I'll ask them is, are you aware that that is different? To which they often will respond, yes, I'm aware. And then I'll say, are you able to say how that is different? And most often they'll say, either no, (laughs) or they'll say, well, it's just easier. It's just easier. And this is how our brains get a little bit caught up in the confusion around not having a clear map for our path. Easier is the goal. Easier is the goal, but so often we want things to be more difficult. In fact, at times we become addicted to difficulty because you know what? We can name all of the specifics. When I tell you to explain, or when I ask you to explain the ways in which you're struggling, you can tell me all about that. You can tell me the specific spots in your body that don't feel good. You can tell me about the tightness. You can tell me about running out of air. You can tell me about how you don't like the sound. But most of us, when we're asked to express how something feels better or even how something feels good, we just don't have the words. And can I just tell you, that is your number one one clue that you're making progress with your voice. That's your number one clue. And it's the hardest thing to explain. It's the thing you will least be able to take away from this podcast to share with someone else. (laughs) You will think Davin is saying that I've made progress when I don't know what's happening. (laughs) And yes, the answer is yes. When you feel like something is better something is different, something is easier, and you don't know how to name what it is, that is when you're making the biggest change. Now, don't get me wrong. It won't be forever that you won't be able to name what it is. Eventually, you'll be able to wrap your mind around, you know, some of the specifics around how this feels different, how it sounds different, what the quality is. But more often than not, when someone makes a new sound and it's easy their brain can't quite connect the dots around the how, the why, the specifics. It's just the truth of encountering something new, particularly something somatic, something embodied. It takes time to create new neural pathways. It takes time to actually write the story of the sound. It takes time to get to know the real truth of your voice because you've been so caught up in the myths and quite honestly, the lies that you have believed about your voice. Whenever something feels more free, more open, more easy, there's an inherent truth built into that. And like I said, often that truth, it's indescribable. It's not something that you can even name. It's something that you can only feel and continue to be open to this is you walking your path and feeling so frustrated that you don't know where you're going and it seems like it just keeps raining and there's so much brush along the way and it's curving why does it curve so much and now it's going uphill and then all of a sudden you see a clearing you see sunlight And while you don't know where it leads, you start to get excited. You want to go there, you want to check that out, you want to see this open field, you want to see the blue sky and the clouds. This is that moment where things are different and you don't know exactly why or how but they're different. You'd even go so far as to say they feel easier. You might even notice optimism and curiosity and hope. Now, look, I know that there's one element here that I haven't yet spoken to that you might be wondering (laughs) if I'm going to speak to, and it's around language a bit. You might be thinking to yourself, how do I know if I sound better? How do I know if my voice sounds cooler? How do I know if people will like my sound better? How do I know if I'm making a more beautiful sound? It's the aesthetic quality of the sound. And there's a reason that I don't talk about this very often. I'm going to address it here because I know that that desire is a very natural part of this process and very natural curiosity. I mean, I have it myself. But one of the things that I've learned over the years in my own artistic journey and working with a number of very high-level artists is their primary concern with their voice is not whether or not it sounds good. Plain and simple. While we all desire to make a sound that sounds good, what the voice really does best is expresses freely. Sounding good does not mean expressing freely. Let me see if I can put it in these terms. One of my big beefs with reality television competitions around the voice Is that on these shows, you will find some of the most incredible singers on the planet. Actually, if you want like evidence of evolution within the human voice, just watch any one of the reality competition voice shows that's on TV right now. Singer after singer that can make incredible sounds, do incredible runs, can do all of the things singer after singer, and every season it seems like they can sing higher, they can do more. Incredible, incredible stuff. I have profound respect for so many of the singers that have ended up on those shows. But those abilities does not an artist make. Being able to do all the runs, all the things, all of the sounds, sing high, low, all of that, That doesn't make you an artist. Sounding good does not make you an artist. Expressing yourself freely does. Being able to be the vessel for the message to come through, that is being an artist. And so everything I'm talking to you about, everything I've mentioned to you about these different aspects of being able to make these different types of sounds in different areas of your voice, those are all geared toward opening you up as an artist. When I listen to you, I don't care whether you sound good or bad. I care how your voice works because if your voice works well, do you know what is true also, you'll sound good. You'll sound good in a way that is appropriate for you to express who it is that you are. And if you happen to be singing a song, you'll be able to let that song pour through you and you won't even have to think about the technical aspects of your voice. You will just be the conduit for the emotion. You will be the conduit for the story. Your voice We'll just let it all fly. And so whenever someone comes to me with a very specific set of goals with their voice, whenever someone comes to me really wanting their voice to do X, Y, Z, I hear them out. I absolutely keep those desires in the consideration when I think about the path that I'm pointing them down. But I always go back first and foremost to my rubric about how can I allow this person to make free and easy sounds in their body? How can I help them feel more coordinated and how it is that they're able to express themselves? How can I help them turn into a vessel? And when I do that, maybe to them seemingly ignoring (laughs) their goals they always find themselves on the other side going like, well, I didn't even know that this was possible. Oh, this is so much better than what I thought I wanted. Yeah. I still can't hit that note, but this feels so good. And you know what that does that then actually opens them up to the possibility of achieving their goals. Are you following me here? That's a bit of a tricky circle. But if I can guide them back to these guideposts, if I can keep them on the path, the path of their voice journey, and I can help them not get distracted by the other paths that keep presenting themselves along the way, where they'll end up will be something like they could have never imagined. And it will open them up to the actual possibility of getting where it is that they wanted To go to begin with. To get a little spiritual on you, if you want to hit that high note, you might have to give up hitting the high note. If you want to belt your face off, you might have to give up the desire to belt your face off. If you want to sing so sweetly and softly and quietly and with so much nuance, you might have to give it up. And you know what happens when you do? You might just open up to something so much more expansive and inclusive of that. This path, <laughs> this path, the journey, this is not for the faint of heart. It requires courage. It requires vulnerability. It requires trust. It requires guidance it requires self-reflection, it requires deep knowing, it requires inner strength, strength that you didn't even know that you had, it requires curiosity, it requires play. But when you can tap into these things, you can routinely know, you will routinely know that you are making progress on your voice journey and that this journey is ongoing. It is shifting and changing and moving, and it's not something to which you ever arrive at the end of. (laughs) Well, someday, but not in this lifetime. My plan with my voice is to sing until I die. And I know that when that time comes, when I am near death, the body that I will be occupying is going to be very different than the one that I'm in now. But I want to be able to shift and change and move with it. I mean, Tony Bennett singing, performing, recording in his 90s. And I know it is not because he was clinging to what he used to be able to do in the past or lamenting that he couldn't do what he used to be able to do in the past. It is because he had the ability and the willingness to stay with what it was that he was doing now and knowing that that would continue to shift and change and move, that the path would continue to unfold. There is no arrival. There's only now. There's only where you are right now. And there's only this perfect spot. And if you just keep coming back to those little guideposts I put up for you along the way as you move forward, and if you connect to the trust within you that knows that this is a noble, worthwhile path to travel down. And if you remember those moments where the light shines and where our clearing pops up ahead, And if you just continue to follow and let this unfold, I promise you will make more free, more easy, more authentic, more gorgeous, more beautiful, more impactful sounds. And as a result, you will become a more free, authentic, impactful change-making person in this world. All right, that's another episode of the podcast. Thanks again for joining me. Like I said before, please, by all means, connect with me. Find me at DavinYoungsVoice.com. Follow me on Instagram at DavinYoungs. Twitter at DavinYoungs. Shoot me an email, Davin, at DavinYoungsVoice. Tell your friends about this. Leave a review. And yeah, just stay in my orbit. Stay connected Let's keep moving down this path. Let's be on this journey together. I have a few exciting things in the works for you that I'll be announcing in upcoming episodes. Lots of change is afoot. Lots of exciting things happening. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling especially good to be able to be with you. Okay, that's it for now. Until next time, peace. (sweak)